Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast. We're going to be starting with uh, episode 23 today. Kind of crazy. Day after Thanksgiving. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fat. I was a fatty yesterday. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know, man. It's like I had one plate of food, but my mother-in-law has these like humongous paper plates. Uh, I had like, I got home last night and I had like two more pieces of pie. And oh, I was dude. like, oh, I'm going to regret this tomorrow. Yeah, man. But I ate it right before I came to have a whole nother (laughs) plate. (laughs) That's so. What you guys do? uh, We went to my mom's house. Will came over for a little bit, and my aunt came by with my cousin and their daughters. It was it was a good time. My brother showed up for a little, well, at, towards the end before we left, he showed up and it was a good time. No, that's good. What'd man. you guys do? Uh, we went over to my mother-in-law's and spent most of the day over there. And then uh, went and saw my parents afterwards. But man, we were so full. When we went to my parents, I was like, I don't want anything. Like yeah. I'm done. Um, roll me off the couch so I can drive home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, yeah, I'm ready. Whenever you are, just roll me down from the couch. Man, and I didn't do anything, man. I like slept so much yesterday, which I never do. But um, if I stay idle, like as soon as I like, sit on the couch, I'm done. No matter what time <laughs> it is, I could have just woken up. I get on the couch, I'm back to sleep. Deanna took a picture too because I had woken up early to go to the gym. And she took a picture and she's like, I was going to tag something else in this. Like, see what happens when he wakes up early to go to the gym. He's, but <laughs> Did you go to the gym or you just made it to the couch? No, I got up and went to the gym. But she's like, you wake would, up early to go to the gym and then you come home and you're like, I probably, out. I probably she would have been taking the picture of me going from the bedroom to the couch and like <laughs> out. Um, so funny, but yeah. So store, we got some some products in. Yeah, if you guys can't tell, if you're watching on YouTube, we got some hoodies that came in and some hats. So some things came in that were funky. And that's what we've been waiting for because uh, we didn't want to have you. I would have been furious if somebody would have bought one of those hats that came in oh, with yeah. that messed up embroidery. I'll wear one on the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so some of the things I think we just probably won't put on the store, but we'll put up because yeah. some of the, the stuff is quality. Yeah, a lot of the shirts, uh, the shirts, the hoodies, they came out pretty good. We want to try and get brighter colors, but I think for the most part, it came out good. Um, the hats were the the big thing. The beanies. So, so we, we did get a beanie, a sample of a beanie and it looks great. Yeah. So it, we'll definitely try to put they're those all up. sold out. I know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. The cups came out awesome. The cups, the we had some some things where we kind of have to move some logos around um, to make them visible uh, with the hood on the hoodies. Yeah, and for sure. Try and get them just in the right spot, but we're working it out. Hopefully soon, guys. Very very soon. Sure. Hopefully soon. So, what are we talking about today? God's will. God's will. God's will. I mean, never mind. I was gonna go somewhere. Like I think like, a lot of people. I mean, we, we talked about it before starting this, but a lot of people th- try to take their will. You, you mean my will? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to do what they want to do and then just say that that was God's will for them. You well, know? you know, one of the, the things that we were talking about before we even started recording was, you know, a buddy of mine had a situation going on where somebody that um, was living with a girlfriend and uh, he had to kind of check him. And uh, it was kind of like, hey, man, you shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, you guys are going to get married. And um, the guy told him, like, well, you know, we really felt it was God's will for us to move in together. <laughs> and it's like, man, like, here's, here's the thing with God's will. Okay. God's will will never contradict God's word. 
Period. Period. Okay. So if you're like, if you don't get anything else from this podcast, <laughs> God's will will never contradict God's word. Yeah. So that's how, you, and that's how you have to measure it up against and, 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 um, you know, figure out like, okay, if this is a decision we're going to make, what does, does God's word say something else against this? Cause there's things that aren't in the Bible. You know, you're talking about getting a truck, like, Okay, if I want to get a vehicle, like, (laughs) I can't find that anywhere in scripture where it says... Yeah, it doesn't talk about trucks at all. No, no, it doesn't talk about trucks. But, you know, one thing would be like, hey, okay, like, hey, the Bible tells us to live within our means. You know what I mean? So, like, the scale of the vehicle that you're going to get is going to be something that's going to hurt your family financially, or is it just something that's, you know, bright and shiny and, you know, you want to get this new thing, like... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why you got to dime me out like that, Bobby? I wanted a new truck, all right? I so, wanted a big new truck. So we're going to talk about some things and, and uh, open up scripture so that we know what God's word says in relation to, you know, certain maybe decisions that we're going through. So even even with that guy, right, that was living with his girlfriend and they had a unique situation, right? His his you know, his wife had died and I don't know the situation that the girl that he was dating, you know, maybe she was divorced or her spouse had, had died as well. You know what I mean? So they're an older couple and, um, you know, they go to move in together, you know, thinking like, Hey, you know, it would just, financially, this would be really, really good, you know? And it's like, are you going to trust God or not? You know, I've had a, a situation where it was an older couple, both couples, uh, both individuals, their spouses had died and then they wanted me to do premarital counseling. And we're like in the process of doing premarital counseling. And then they're like, so if we get married, do we have, do we have to file it with the the county? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like you guys want me to marry, like you're telling me this now, like after we we're going through this process, like, like you would have better, better off to just not tell yeah, me anything. Don't tell me, do what you want. But now that I know, yes, you have to. Yeah. And guess what? And now that you told me, I'm not going to marry you. Like just <laughs> to give you an example or a heads up, like now you're going to have to pick somebody else. Cause I'm, I'm not going to be a part of that. Cause guess what? What does God's word tell us? Like, Hey, we should be obedient to the laws and, and the rules that our government set for us. Right. You know, and it's like, so you want to be married. And one of the things is like, well, we don't have to file it in order to be married in God's eyes. Like, um, okay, but you still have a responsibility to live a life that's pleasing to God. And right. if he's telling us that we should be obedient to the laws that are set before us, like, do you think that's going to be honoring to him? Right. So one of the things uh, before we dive too far in, Doing our research, right? Well, me on Google because <laughs> I, I, one of the things I like to do is see what other people are saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I like to see what the questions are, what other people are saying. Just so you guys know, like you can go out there, you can Google like God's will. And, you know, there's like six steps, eight steps, three steps. There's all these different steps. And um, Bobby hears it from me all the time. I was like, I hate when there is like do X, Y, and Z and you will get this, you know, and – um, because I don't, I don't think that most of the stuff we can do, there isn't um, some algorithm that we have to do this, this, and this to to learn what God's will is. There's no cookie cutter Christianity, right? There's no cookie cutter formula. There's no exact recipe, right? Um, so when we get into this, we're going to be talking about some things, some some different scriptures that we found, um, some different stories within the Bible where people. Uh, didn't try to help God's will or didn't follow God's will or followed God's will. Um, just to kind of give you guys examples of what 
what you should be looking for, what you shouldn't do, what you should do. Like basic, just in scripture. I mean, most of the stories, you probably heard them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that until you look at the bigger picture, you might not have realized everything that was involved in it. Um, so uh, where are we going to start? So, well, and you know, I think what you're trying to say is like, we're not giving a formula. Right. We're not. We're not. What we're not trying to do is take yeah. follow these steps yeah. and do, do uh, like we did prayer, scripture and worship, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, those are three really good things you can do. Um, that's going to help you with God's will, right? It's going to help you be. Align yourself to God's align will. Align yourself, right? But it's not necessarily the only thing you can do or the exact thing you have to do. And then God's going to be like, boom, here you go. Like, yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's a process. And I think, you know, doing God's will, and one of the, one of the examples we're going to bring up is Abraham. Right. You know, and, and one of the things is like, God wants, it's a journey. Like our Christian walk is a journey. It's not, you know, it's a process. It's not something that just, you know, boom, we get saved and then that's it. You know, we're yeah. good to go. You know, it's, it's a journey that he's taking us on. Why? Cause he wants to, he wants to refine us. He wants to sanctify us. And that's a process. So we, you know, one thing we don't want to, we don't want to rush the process. We want to trust the process. Right? right. And so we trust God in those senses. And, you know, I was telling you, you know, where it's like, you know, I, it's like my kids, if I told my kids, Hey, this is going to happen. You know, it's like, dad, I need shoes. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get you shoes. And if my son's like, okay, I, I trust that you're going to get me shoes. But then he goes outside and he starts like having a lemonade stand, like, Hey, I need shoes. And here's this, you know what I mean? I just want to make sure that I'm going to get shoes. It's like, dude, why are you contradicting what I said? Like, I'm going to go and get you shoes. I don't need you to go and do it. I don't need you to go and help me. You know what right. I mean? So you need to trust me. And sometimes that's what we do with God, right? It's like, God, I, I really want X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, we really feel like, okay, I, okay, this is what God wants me to do. And then we go outside of that trying to get it, you know, and we've talked about it before with this podcast, you know, it's like, are we really going to trust God or are we going to try to go in a secular manner and trying to do something completely different in order to get, you know, a different outcome? Like, oh, well, if we want, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? We could, right. we could want to do it for fame and yeah. Uh, Right. We, that was not our purpose at all from the beginning. So we like, we'll just be obedient to God. Yeah. That's, that's why like, we're not selling ads for pillows. Right. And <laughs> we don't have Mike Lindell as a guest on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, because we want to keep it like, Hey, if this is what God is really leading us to, we're going to trust him and whatever the outcome is, you know, and sometimes we get in the way of those things. It's like, man, there was, you know, like hardly there was any feedback on, you know, a particular episode that we thought or whatever. And it's like, we're not going to go outside of that. Hey, whatever happens, God's going to bring it. You know, and that's like one of the hard things, even with being in youth, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're where we're going to teach and, and we know it's like, oh, it's going to be a really good teaching. And then there's like hardly anybody there. It's like, man, so-and-so should have been here. It's like, no, you know what? God brought whoever was going to be here, here. And that's what's important. Yeah. So, um with Abraham mm-hmm. and Sarah, they thought that they needed to help God's plan, right? Uh, essentially, they weren't – they didn't want to wait. They, or maybe it wasn't that they didn't want to wait. Maybe because they had been waiting, yeah. they thought they needed to help. Yeah, so, you know, Abraham is – is the story of Abraham is found in Genesis 12. His, his whole life that's uh, recorded is in Genesis 12 to chapter 25, chapter 12 to chapter 25. And in chapter 16, I think it is. Yeah, chapter 16 is where Abraham and Sarah end up trying to do something to help God. Um, so, 
Sarah is has a has a maid servant. You know, back then they had servants, and Abraham was actually pretty wealthy. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, was pretty blessed in that sense. And uh, and it says um, in chapter sixteen, verse verse one, it says, "Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, "See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid." Uh, into my maid, perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah, uh, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, uh, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, right? So, you know, early on, God gets Abram and tells him, because not until he has a son is he Abraham, not till later on is he Abraham. So in the beginning, it's Abram. And uh, God tells him, hey, I'm going to take you and make a great nation out of you, right? He was just some like pagan dude, wasn't worshiping God. His dad was actually an idol maker. So he'd make all these idols and stuff like that for people to worship. And God calls Abram like, hey, I want you to leave your country, leave your nation and go. And I'll tell you where to go, but you just need to go and do this, right? And so Abram goes, he takes, you know, a couple of people, he takes Lot, he takes his wife and they go and they travel off. And he's like, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Now, at this time, I think Abram was like 75 years old. Man. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm almost 40. I cannot imagine having a child that almost 40, much yeah. less 75 years old, Mm-mm. right? But, you know, here we go. They've never had a child and, you know, that's all they're going to want because they felt like, you know, back in those days, like, hey, who's going to pass on? Like, it was a big deal for them to, to have children and to not have children was kind of like you were cursed by God. You know, right. the gods have cursed you, you know, and so... They go and and God tells him, like, here, I'm going to bless you. And here's here's the thing. Like, so he goes, he's obedient to what he had told him. He goes and he picks up, where are we going, God? I don't know. Just go. I'll tell you when you get there, you know? And, you know, just think about the trust and, and trusting right. in, in that sense. And then they get to a place where it's like, they're obviously trying to have children and nothing comes about, you know? And, and Sarah gets to a point where, you know, she's like, hey, I've bared no children. Like, maybe the way that I'm supposed to have children is to give you my maidservant. And, you know, Abram's like, hey, if it's for the, if it's in God's will and that's what you want to do, like, sure, you want me, <laughs> I always crack up with that part. Like, if we're going to help God, then I'm game, but not a good idea. No. <laughs> so then, you know, so Abram obviously ends up having a child with Hagar and that child is Ishmael. And if you guys know anything about the history, Ishmael is where we end up getting the All the descendants that persecute the Jews. Yeah. So the Muslim nation (laughs) ends up coming from this guy, Ishmael. And it's just crazy. Like they were at odds. So they were at odds when they were kids, when, when Abraham and Sarah actually end up having a kid who's Isaac, right? Ishmael is like antagonizing him and all this. There's just this whole story. It's great. You know, you guys have to read it. But one of the things that we want to point out in relation to God's will is the sense of, you know, Here's Sarah, where she's thinking like, okay, this is what God told us. So maybe we need to help him in this sense. Right. You know, and, and it goes back to the whole sense of don't give up what you want. For what you want right for now. For what you want right now. But like understanding um, timing, right? God's timing. We talk about that. Like God lives outside our linear space and time mm-hmm. um, by, it might just be not right now, right? Yeah. In our, like, that that will is there. It's God, that's what his plan is for you, but not right now, no. right? Like, not this second. I mean, look at the podcast. You had the idea for a year, yeah. right? And it took a whole year for it to 
come to fruition. So that it was him putting the two of us together. Yeah, it, for like, sure. This is what it came down to. Um, so I think that's where a lot of us, I, we, one, we come into it where we we want it now, mm -hmm. right? Like because we're impatient, and two, we already have an idea of what we what we want the answer to be, mm -hmm. right? So it's easy for us to come up with a plan to make that happen and then say it's God's will. <laughs> well, and think about this, like think of even in that sense, right? So like he ends up doing this and nothing happens. Like he doesn't catch on fire. Like, it, you know what I mean? Nothing happens. And you know what? On the contrary, something does happen. You know, Hagar ends up having and bearing a child. Right. You know what I mean? So like it, what's, what's difficult sometimes is like, we do something in our own strength and then we think because it happens the way we want, it's okay because God's not. Right. Because there wasn't any immediate repercussions, repercussions, consequences, consequences that, there you go. from that action. It's like, oh, well, this must be what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And, and so that's difficult. So sometimes, you know what I mean? Like you might be even in that in, with those individuals, you know what I mean? Where I talked about, it's like, oh, well, let's just live together because it's just going to work for us financially. And well, look, everything's going okay. You know, there's like nothing wrong. We're still going to church. We're still doing all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, God, and here's the thing. It, it's, I mean, as you read through the Bible, you see like, what are you more concerned with? Getting what you want accomplished or getting what God wants accomplished? You know, and like, what kind of witness does that put to somebody? You know what I mean? Like it, I would be, you know, obviously being in leadership and I knew that somebody was doing that in the church. And then that person's telling other people like, well, you know what? We live together. We really felt like it was God doing that. Like, what is that going to tell other people in the right. congregation? You know what I mean? It's going to, it's going to show like, well, we can do this and God's going to be okay with it. Right. I mean, it's like, no, it's not. In their eyes, it's like we said, like, because there's not immediate consequences. Well, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's all right. God is saying it's okay when, no, that his will will not contradict his word. Right. Um, I think there was, um, I think what's important is if our will is to know God and mm -hmm. have a relationship with God, then we will understand his will better. Um, so if your will is, I want a new truck, then <laughs> you're not worried about God's, what God's telling you, right? Like if your will is to be obedient, if your will your personal will is to be obedient and have a relationship with God through Christ, you know, like let's have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to be more, um, I don't know the word. I don't know, more, I don't know more willing to more have a better understanding of what his, his, his will is for your life because you're going to, by doing the thing, those things of being in the scriptures, doing, uh, praying and, and just walking with him, you're going to understand. Um, I mean, I think it's in John, you know, where he says, um, my sheep hear or know my voice, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. if you're going to know his voice because you're living a life that is pleasing to him. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, and it's, and it's at trust with everything, you know what I mean? Everything. With all the steps that right. you're taking, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, there's a grand scheme of things like thinking of, of, you know, like, let's say, you know, a person that's living together with their uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like, what is that showing? And, and you're not married. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy how, you know, in, in first John, it tells us that if you, if you love God, 
but hate your brothers. Like you can't, you can't, you can't say that you love God and then hate your brother, mm-hmm. you know, because how can you love the one that you can't see and hate the one that you can't see is pretty much yeah. what he's saying. So like really our relationship, like our, the way that we love God is going to be played out in our everyday life. Like, it's not going to be just like, oh, this is my spiritual time. I wake up early and I read my Bible and I go to church and I do all this other stuff. Like that's, that's not. You know what I mean? That's not the way that God measures that. God measures it in like, how do you live your life? You know, and to have a person that's like going and living with, with, you know, uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, it's like, and you're not aligning yourself. How's that going to play out with God? Like what you're saying is like, I can live with this person, but not me, not be committed to them. Right. And guess what? We can't do that with God. We can't accept Jesus Christ and not be committed to him in the sense of like, okay, I'm going to accept Jesus into my life. And guess what? I'm not committed because I'm going to live all this, all the, I'm going to live however I want. My commitment to Jesus is going to be played out in the way I'm committed to him. That's how my relationship is going to be established. But how am I going to show my commitment to him? It's not going to be by, oh, I just pray to him. You know, I just, guess what? I, I pray and I'm in the scriptures and I'm in worship, right? Yeah. Like those are the three, like that's not going to show my commitment. My commitment is going to be showed to him by how I trust him in all my, in, in all, all my life. Yeah. Of my life. Am I, am I, you know, a thief at work? Am I robbing time? Yep. You know what I mean? Am I taking from people? Am I, you know, a, a skeezer or, or just in all the dealings that I'm, that I'm doing in life? You know, how do I treat, you know, if you're a boss, how do you treat your employees? Do you treat, treat them rough and hard and harsh? You know what I mean? You cuss at them and do all this other stuff, but then you come to church and you're supposed to be, you know, living whatever. You know what I mean? Like right. this, you're putting up this facade. So, you know, like just just knowing that, like, hey, the way that we're supposed to be living is in a commitment to Jesus. Like he committed himself, how? On the cross, right? right? That shows God's commitment to us where he was willing to hold nothing back. And going back to Abraham, once he finally did have Isaac and they realized like, oh man, like we made a mess of all this. You know, and then God has to fix it and tells him like, hey, okay, well, you know, go ahead and send them out and I will take care of, you know, Hagar Ishmael. But then when he gets, you know, Isaac and he goes to sacrifice Isaac on the mountain, it's like, here's everything that he was hoping for, finally. And then God's like, all right, are you more focused on the blessing or are you more focused on me? The one that blessed you, you know, and Abraham goes and he, he actually goes through it knowing like, hey, I'm going to trust God. I spent all these years trusting him. How am I not going to trust him now? You know? And, um, and so that shows our commitment to him. So my commitment showing God that I'm committed to him is by me not trying to get what I want for my own will in the way that I want it. And in but, my time. Yeah. And that's important, right? Not, and, and, and not in my time, but trusting him and allowing him to show me and, and take me through the journey. That's the whole thing. I mean, you look at Abraham's life, it's, it's a journey. It's a process that he was going through. You know, right. I, one of the things that I think about, you know, a lot of times where they, you know, they compare Jacob and Esau. You know, and it's like, yeah, but look at what Jacob did. Jacob, you know, he he skis his brother out of his birthright for a bowl of soup. You know what I mean? And then he went in and he he got the blessing by, you know, putting himself in, you know, a <laughs> sheep's clothes. You know what I mean? Like he put himself yeah. with, you know. Fur and fur, Yeah, exactly. Because his brother was hairy and stinks. You know what I mean? And he went in and presented himself to his dad who was blind and couldn't see. And then got the, the blessing from his dad and stole that from him. And it's like, well, look at what Jacob did. And he was still blessed. Look, God is going to bless his will. Like he wants his will to be done. And and it was told to Rebecca that, hey, guess what? The the younger is going to be over the older brother. Right. You know what I mean? But that didn't mean that they needed to take it out in their own strength. Right. If they would have just trusted God, he still would have had his will accomplished. Right. It wasn't 
Jacob was not blessed because of what he did. He was blessed because that was God's will. Yeah. That from the beginning, it was going to be the younger over the older. You know what? And and you say that and, and, you know, there's, you know, and we hear it all the time, like a pastor that, you know, ends up falling because he's got some kind of, you know, addiction or he was um, having an affair, you know, whatever. And then it's like, but at the same time, the church is growing, you know, and one of the questions is like, why would God allow that man's ministry to continue to grow, although he was doing all these things? And it's like, because he's not blessing the efforts of the man, he's blessing his word. He's right. blessing the things that are going on for his particular good. But guess what? Even in our own shortcomings, God's still going to bless it. Like if it was really truly up to us, think about that. If it was really truly up to us in order to get the blessing, then who's the one that's really blessed? It's right. going to be me. It's not going to be God. It's going to be my efforts and the things that I do that I manipulate in order to get what I want. You know, yeah. and that's not the way that God works. You know, in Romans 12, um, you know, we've talked about it a couple times in the podcast. And uh, in Romans 12, this is what he, he, he tells the Romans. Paul tells the Romans. He says, I beseech you, you know, like I'm pleading with you. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right. So I'm going to demonstrate the good and perfect will of God, the acceptable will of God by what? Being transformed by not doing things the way everybody else is doing right. it. Right. Like there's a renewing by in my mind. Conforming. Yeah. By not conforming. Right. And at the same time, I'm going to offer up my body as a living sacrifice to God. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a daily thing. That's a living sacrifice that's going to be to God. Like, how am I giving that up? You know, am I, am I trying to find my will? Am I trying to use God to be my genie in order to get the things that I think I want? You know, or am I going to be like, hey, you know what, Lord, it's up to you. You know, I'm going to be a living sacrifice. I'm not going to try to get this in my own strength. I'm not going to use, you know, my anger or I'm not going to use, you know, my craftiness in order to get something. I'm going to humble myself before you and offer it to you and allow you to bring on to me whatever it is that you want, you know, because you're, I mean, his, regardless of it, his will is going to go out, whether we did this podcast or not, right? Yep. Had we not done it, we would have just missed out on the blessing that he was going to do because he would have used somebody else to do something similar in, in, in that sense. Right. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with us. Now, do we want to be a tool? Do we want to be usable by God and allow him to use us in this sense? Well, then that depends That depends on us. Yeah. I have no problem being a tool. <laughs> That's funny. Um, he's calling me a tool. So uh, another, another part of scripture was uh, Acts 16. Yes. Acts 16. 6 through 10. Acts 16, 6 through 10. And this is what it says. This is this is kind of where, where Paul is on a missionary journey. And it says, uh, in verse 6, it says, Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead they went on through Maja to, to the seaport of Troas. Right. And there you go. It's like, why would God stop the preaching of his word in, in any providence in every, in any city? Why would he do that? I don't know why he'd do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? But then it goes further into the vision from, uh, that he got from Macedonia and so that immediately it says upon having that vision, they started, 
uh, they sought to go to Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to Macedonia, that's when uh, Lydia was baptized at Philippi. And then um, the jailer, was, the and jailer then was, was saved. And that demon possessed girl, the demon possessed girl. Like, so, I mean, who knows what would have happened in those other locations, but God had a plan to bring them there. Uh, and it was his will that they go to Macedonia and Lydia get baptized and the demon girl, the girl possessed by a demon. Sorry, yeah. And I think, <laughs> you know, and I think even in that sense, like when God is using, like, I mean, even in, in this sense, like, right. Like, look, God is using us. Like maybe we should go ahead and do this. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to all these different providences and, and trying to, to establish the gospel. You know, and think about it. Paul was still humbling him. And think about it. He was going, yeah. What happened in Philippi? Dude ends up getting beat. Yeah. Right. Put in prison. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, oh, thanks, Lord. I I could have gone to these other areas and probably avoided a beating. Yep. You know, but we don't want (laughs) to. Hey, but was that in God's will? He allowed it. Yeah. Right. He allowed it. He allowed that to end up happening for that church, you know? And, um, you know, and sometimes we get confused with that because it's like, how could this be God's will? Like, why would God allow me to go through this? You know, why, why is he making me go through this? Well, it's not that he's making you go through it. It's like, he's allowing these things to happen just because he, he allows it doesn't mean that that's what he's doing. You know, it's like, it's what's going to come out on the other end of those things, you know? And it's like, how do you know that you're hearing from God? Cause even, even right there, you know what I mean? Like he, he might be, you know, you might be seeking to do the right thing and, and it's going to get stopped. Right. And I mean, that's one of our prayers for the podcast all the time too, is like, hey, close the door. If, if yeah. this isn't what you want us to be doing, just close it and we'll move on to something else. Yeah. You know what we'll I mean? Wait it, until we get another vision of a <laughs> guy in Macedonia, right? Like, <laughs> then we'll go after that. Yeah. So, big, and, big and small, you know? I think um, because <laughs> when I was doing my Google University about Will, uh, the God's Will, um, First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So like if all else fails, right, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Like, do those things. Like, if all else fails, <laughs> like yep. you're wondering what God's will is for your life or a certain situation, well, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks because that's what God's will is for your life in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, and you look at that and you think like, why would he want me to, you know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. You know, like, and if that's, you know, and there's different places where it talks about God's will. There's another place where it's like, hey, you know, you know, abstain from sexual immorality because this is the will of God. Right. So like if you type in scriptures that show uh, that show God's will, you're going to get a whole bunch of different ones. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about this particular one, right. Why is it, why do you think it's in God's will that he says, you know, rejoice always pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. Well, I think if you rejoice always and in everything give thanks, you are being, have showing that you're living Romans, right? Romans, what was it? 12, one and two. Mm-hmm. You're, you're that living sacrifice. You're showing like, no matter what, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to give thanks and I'm going to be in prayer with God, the one I trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's going to grow your relationship with him. 
Well, yeah, because think about it. Most of the time when we're wanting God's will and we're wanting something. We're like, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. God, help me. God, help me. And that's anytime, anytime a, a tragedy, you know, people, I mean, the news is horrible for it, right? Like you watch the, if you watch the news, like there's all this stuff, crazy things happen. Think of September 11th, right? When that happened, it was like, I'll pray for this country. Oh, like, yeah. But those same news organizations are not like Christians any other time, right? Except for when something bad is happening. And it's like, oh, pray. We need to pray. Yeah, let's pray for this country or pray for the people in wherever, right? And um, so that's when we do it, right, is when we're in trouble. That's when we want God's help and God's will in our life. Well, and I think that's most of the time when we're in trouble and we're in, what was it called, like dire straits. You know what I mean? Like you're waiting that's when you're most likely to go outside of God's will. Not when everything's hunky dory. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, it's easy. Like, look, I got this. I got this blessing. Okay, I'm gonna give this money to the poor. I'm gonna do this stuff. But it's like in those times. You know what? One time, um, just thinking about it. One time with the uh, with the high schoolers. This was a few years back. We were doing Dave Ramsey for the high schoolers, and uh, we were trying to teach them how to do a budget, right? And so they had this budget, and they were like, okay, well. Something has happened, something broke down, and now you have to realign your budget. All right, so realign your budget. And within the budget, we were teaching them like, hey, you need to budget out tithing. You need to budget out, uh, you know, bills, utilities, um, you know, and then, you know, even money that you want for yourself, spending money, right? Like you need to budget all that stuff out. And then, well, now something happened. So now you need to rebudget. And one of the kids asked, and I knew it was going to happen. One of the kids asked, they're like, uh, are we going to share our answers? I'm like, no, we're not going to share the answers. Just for you guys to figure out what you would do. And so then they, you know, they do the budget. I was like, okay, I lied. You are going <laughs> to share. Because I knew the reason why this person was asking, because guess what they were going to cut? Tithing. Tithing. How would you know that, right? Because that's like the most go-to. Yeah. Like, you know what? God doesn't want me to be without money. Like, yeah. I have to pay my bills. And of course, I need some money for me. Like, we're not going to cut yeah, that God, out. God doesn't want me to, to go without. He wants me to. Yeah. Have you know what I mean? And I told him, I was like, hey, you know what? I said, I'm going to be honest. Like, I appreciate your honesty because I told that individual, like, yep, no, you are going to share. And guess who's going to share first? You are. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, I, I, I said, where did you cut? They're like, we cut tithe. I cut tithe. And I was like, here's the, here's the one thing that I want to tell you. If you can't trust God with your money, you can't trust him with your salvation. Straight yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like, That's straight up. True. You know what I mean? If you can't trust him with your money, he, he's not trustworthy enough for your salvation. You know, because you're relying on your money to be your savior. You're relying on yourself and your own, you know, abilities to be the thing that's going to get you through. Like, you got to trust God when you got nothing. You know what I mean? I love what is it that Pat says. You know what I mean? Like, when you realize that you can only trust God, then God is all you have. You realize that God is all you need. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't come into those points where it's like God is all you have. You know what I mean? That you really can trust him. Like, man, that's, what else do I need? You know what I mean? And I know early on for me and my wife, man, they're like, we went through some tough, tough times because of stupid decisions that I had made. You know what I mean? And to just see God pull us through, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, dude, there's no way that I can't not trust God because I've seen what he's done in these little things and in the big things. So why would I go outside of that? You know what I mean? I've, I've talked about it before. Like that was my whole thing Two two mortgages, you know, yeah. a single, single income household. And uh, I always kept telling Kim, like, God will take care of us. God will and he did. I mean, thank you because <laughs> I would have looked really stupid if we weren't <laughs> taken care of. But like, it was just one of those things where it was like, this is what we have to do. And yeah, we had to make a lot of sacrifices, but 
um, to make it through that, like looking back at it, I'm like, man, that check from GCU showed up right at the perfect time, right? right. Like, or we would forget to check the mail for a week because we were so busy with redoing the house. And then we'd be like, man, we're, we're done. We're out of money. We don't like, and we go check the mail and there'd be two checks and they're like, Whoa, Whoa, what's this? You know, whatever. Like it was just, I mean, that for me, like changed my outlook completely. Like, because I was just, I mean, probably stupid decision on my part to go buy a house when I already had a house, sure. but, but, and not have a real plan in place. But, it, um, for him to pull me through that, I was like, Phew. yeah, but even in the process, you were still trusting him. Right. You know what I mean? And, and where you could have done something else, like you could have been like, you know what, we're not going to go to church. Now I need to get another job. And I'm and the only day that I have available is Sundays. And you yeah. know what, I'm going to do this. And it's like, you know, like, no, we're going to set that time aside. We're going to set, you know what I mean? Things aside for him right. because we're trusting him. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're not going to cut the corners and, and things of that nature. You know what I mean? And, and really, I mean, that's ultimately what it, what it comes down to. It's like who, you know, you're going through hard times. I think of just marriages. I know like a handful of marriages that are struggling right now. You know what I mean? And it's super easy to, you know, what's the first thing? Oh, we're going through these struggles. You know what? Let's just call it quits. You know, it, here we go. It's maybe God doesn't want us together. Mm-hmm. Really, really, like you really think <laughs> after you've already been married. <laughs> yeah, after you've already been married, and you took your vows before God and said, "You know what? We vow to God for you to to be at the center of our marriage, to have and to hold for better for worse, for sickness and in health. You know what I mean? Till death to us part." And now you're saying that God has a different plan for you. Like, what does that say? Mm-hmm. You know, so God just changes His mind like that? No. <laughs> he doesn't. You know what he wants? He wants you guys to be patient with each other, you know, to, to you know, suffer long. That's what it says, long suffering. Mm-hmm. Because trust him in that situation to get you through that situation. You know what I mean? Again, you know, like trust the process. Don't, you know, rush the process and just like you got to wait. And like, what am I doing in this situation on my behalf that's affecting my marriage in this situation? You know, right. hey, and you got to get divorced out of your mind. You know what I mean? It tells us very specifically in the Bible, God hates divorce. So when is he ever going to say, you know what? Yep, go ahead. Now, it does say, hey, there are some things where God's like, okay, like, yes, there is, um, you know, an opportunity for divorce in this situation. You know what I mean? You guys go find it. I'm not going to do your homework (laughs) for you. You know what I mean? But, you know, I guarantee you that's probably not in the circumstance that you're going through right now. Right. You know what I mean? Especially if you take it in context. Yeah, if you take it in context. <laughs> and you know what? And and there are things, you know, where he talks about where it's an opportunity. I think we said this in the last, last podcast, but yeah, there are opportunities, but it's also an even greater opportunity for reconciliation, for forgiveness and being able to do that. Like you have to come, especially if you're in a marriage where it's like, it just seems like everything's falling apart. Okay. This is what I always ask couple. Are you like, have you really, can you really tell me up to this point? You have been truly following after the Lord in your marriage. He has been the center of everything in your life for each one of you individually and together corporately. Can you truly say that? And guess what? 10 times out of 10, they're going to say no. It's like, so you've been doing everything outside of really trusting God in your marriage. So and before you get ready to call it quits, why don't we come together and we really put him at the center of it and then let's see what happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, would that not be God's will? Would that not be obedient to his word? Yeah, but it's not right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not what I want to do right now. I want to take the easy path, right? The path is least, least resistance. Yep. And think about it. In those situations when you're wanting to get out of that situation in a marriage, why? Because you're fed up. 
you're done. Right. Thank God that he doesn't do that to us. A, you have another reason why oh, yeah, you, there's true. something else that you want. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know, thank, thank God that he doesn't treat us that way. What yeah. if he was fed up with me with oh, all man. the things that I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that was one of my, probably one of my biggest things with salvation and forgiveness was like, at some point he's going to be like, man, Steve, that's the last time I'm done with you. You know, like that was a hard thing for me to grasp. And I think that, um, that's why it's should be so easy for us as Christians to be, to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to trust God in this. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if I'm going to trust him with my salvation, <laughs> then I'm going to trust him in every other part of it. Yeah. Because the way that you, you can, Hey, look at how I'm trusting God. Not just with my salvation, but I'm trusting him with everything. Right. So where are we going now? I think that's good, man. We, we good? Yeah. I mean, sorry. Like I I get to a point where I'm just like, that's it. I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I like, think that's good. I mean, I think we talked, like, I know all the notes that I have. We had Romans 12, which we talked about, you know, Acts 16, where, you know, Paul was even trying to go and preach the gospel and he was getting some some pushback from the Lord, you know, and God will do that sometimes where it's like, man, I really felt God was telling me to do this. Well, don't be so sure that it is God. And even with, like, again, like we prayed right before this podcast, here we go, episode 23, right? And we're still praying, hey, if you want to shut this door down today, help us to just get the, get the hint, you know, and, and, and let that be your will if, if what you want, you know what I mean? So sometimes he's going to give us pushback. Uh, we talked about Abraham, you know, and how they were trying to take it in their own strength. So, you know, one of the th biggest things is like reflect on your life. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, what are the things that God is, is, is telling and tugging at you that those are the things you're not doing? You know, I told you before, like sometimes in counseling, it's funny because somebody will come in and like, hey, you know, like I'm really trying to listen to God or I really want him to do this. It's like, okay, are you already doing the things that you should be doing? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Then go and do that. Right. And here's a perfect one to, to ask yourself. Are you rejoicing in everything always? Now, I'm not saying like, oh, thank God that my house just burnt down and everything else. But, you know, like, can you rejoice in that sense? Like, yes, it's a devastation. Yes, it's hard. But there's an opportunity. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what, Lord? I could have been taking, go back to Job. Right? I could have been in the house. I could have been in the house. Yeah. My family could have, you know what I mean? So just thinking about that whole aspect, like, okay, God, what are you doing? Any opportunity where like something comes our way, you have to ask yourself, okay, Lord, what are we going to, what are we going to do through this? Right? So rejoice always in that sense. Pray without ceasing. Continuously pray. And here's the thing with prayer. Like you're not praying in order to get God to change his mind or to get on board with it is with what it is that you want. But ultimately, like I know there's been plenty of things in my life where I prayed for and I don't get the answer that I'm looking for. So then I have to ask myself, like, okay, Lord, I'm praying this way. Maybe I need to start changing up the way I'm praying about the situation. You know, and I think one of the big things with prayer is um, you know, I don't like sometimes with our kids. Right. Like I get frustrated with my kids where it's like, hey, we're going to go have ice cream later on today or whatever, you know, and then they come back five minutes. Like, Are we still going to go? Are we still going to go? Are we? It's like, yes, but we're waiting or whatever the case is. Right. It's so like when we pray, let's not be like that with God. But as as if anything, like when we do, re, when we do repeat certain things that we're praying for, not in the sense of, oh, I don't think God heard me. So now I got to pray in a certain way, but just 
being confident in what it is that you're praying for, right? God, I know that this is what I'm asking for, but maybe if it's something different that you want, help me understand that it's something that you want, or maybe let me change up. Like, so you can still pray about that situation, but maybe you just need to reformulate the way that you're praying. Because if you're having it in your heart to something to happen the way that you want it and God sees otherwise, who's going to be affected by that? Not God, you right. are. I think with prayer too, one of I've, I've read several articles about different things with prayer, but one of the things that I've found helpful for me is just taking time during my prayer to listen too. Like, like you know, um, hey God, where where is this podcast going? You know, like where what's next? What's the next step in this? You know, and then just take some time to listen, like quietly, just sit there and take note of the things that are coming in your head, right? Like, Hey, okay. The, maybe that's what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. that, and, and I'm not saying that every thought that's going to come into your head during that is going to be God's will for whatever your question is, but it might open you up to some ideas of, Hey, okay, this, this lines up with God's word. Maybe yeah. this is what, what he wants out of this, or, um, it could be with, you know, like with wh- where, where's my career going? What, how do you want me to be at work? What, you know, whatever, just, but just take time to listen. And I, I talked about it for the, when we, we went to camp, you know, like listening in the gaps, like you, you get that feeling, you get that voice, that, that thought that um, pray for him, Steve, pray for him, Steve. <laughs> Pray for him, Steve. But Bobby, come on. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I can't even begin to say, like, how clear it was in my mind. I, I don't, it wasn't a different voice, but it was just me going, like, Steve, you need to pray for this man. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, that was God telling me, Steve, pray for him. Yeah. And no, I didn't do it. And then Bobby gets out, like, Steve, did you pray for him? <laughs> no, Bobby, come over here. <laughs> so, so funny. Um, but I think that's important. It, it, prayer, I think you uh, that quiet time within your prayer, I think it's super important to, to just listen. You're going to know his voice when you hear it. Yeah. That's what it tells us in the scripture. So Yeah, because you know what? Most of the time it's not what you want. No, it's, like, you it's know, definitely it's not. Voice. <laughs> and, you know, and then give, you know, and everything, give thanks, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, when we're thankful, that put that completely changes the way that we operate. You know what I mean? When I'm just thankful in that sense, that changes the way that I am at home with my family, that changes everything. Man, and it changes my expectations with God too. You know what I mean? Because sometimes like if I'm not thankful, then guess what? I'm a spoiled brat, yeah. right? Because I think going back to like, we keep talking about this truck, right? That it, <laughs> I really wanted. And when that door was closed, um, I was thankful, like I, w- I because it was a big decision to make, and and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. Like I don't know, like not saying like God give me this truck, but like is this the right decision? Am I making the right decision by doing this? And when that door closed, I was like, thank you, God. Huh? Like I now I know, like nope, I'm not doing that one. You know, um, and so even when the answer is no, be thankful. Like huh? hey, like. I mean, I really wanted that truck. It matched everything that I wanted in a truck. And, but God said, no, all right, thanks. I appreciate it. Like that's, I needed that. Uh, I was thankful for that because it would have been so much more stress. I mean, we're getting ready to take a trip that the gas in that truck, man, I would have been, I couldn't afford the trip driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you know, and it's just, you know, just do you appreciate and do you trust him? 
knowing that, hey, you know what God is giving me? He's got it and he's got it in control. Mm-hmm. And he's he and he knows better for my life than I do. I mean, ultimately, like that's what we want for our kids. We want our kids to trust us and know, like, hey, look, I'm trying to guide you in the right direction because it at some point in time, you're gonna be making your own decisions. Sometime really soon. <laughs> yeah. In the case, my case, anyways. You know he, so I mean? my son finally listened to the podcast. Oh, believe it or not. Like, so for everybody listening, my son is in high school and he can't be bothered to listen to a podcast <laughs> that his dad is on. You know, uh, I'll pick him up from work and he'll be I'll be like, What are you listening to? Like, I'm listening to this podcast. I was like, Oh, not ignited fortitude, huh? <laughs> like, no, dad. I was like, You haven't listened to any of them. We're 23 episodes in now. Like you haven't listened. To so the other day he was like, I, I listened to the podcast. It was pretty good. And I was like, just one. I was like, you got 22 more to go. That's so funny. I'm like, you better get on it. But yeah. The boys have been listening to Phoenix. I'll be like, Hey, so he'll ask me questions. I'm like, wow, you did listen. <laughs> cool. Well, Caleb and Chanel listen, but not, not the oldest. It's all right, man. But. It's all right. It's there. It's there. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I got nothing else, man, in relation to that. Not that we covered it all, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We never cover it all. No, for sure. And this has been our shortest podcast in the last, like, six weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so guys, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we cut this one a little short. Um, all right. Pray well, us out. You want to pray us out? You pray us out. All right. I'll do that. All right. Always. <laughs> Unless there's a guest. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and just be in your presence, God. I, I know every time I get here, I I wonder how it's going to go, and but I trust that you're always going to use it and guide it, and I'm never disappointed. Um, we ask that as we close up here today that those who are struggling with knowing your will, God, knowing what you have in store for their lives, that you just, you show them through the scriptures, through your word, that you are in control and that you have the best of intentions for them and their lives, that they just need to trust you, be obedient, and understand that your word is never going to contradict your will and um, help them to see that and understand that, God. And we pray that as we finish up this Thanksgiving weekend, that everybody had a safe and enjoyable weekend and that they were able to, to be grateful and thankful for everything that, that you have provided in their lives, God. And we pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.